1: And welcome to the Raw preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown, NXT Duper O, oh! Oh! Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a I think a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hample and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight with lots of question marks hanging over it in terms
2: of potential surprise comebacks. Stuff it replaces actual booking uh, matches you want to watch and angles. Do they even do angles anymore? Not really, like, they just do a lot of talking. It's this, <laughs> it's this stuff that they can provide once in a while, whether it be comebacks, whether it be real. will so and so do a thing. Like, that's the stuff that we have to talk about. When are the pops going to run out? Yeah. <laughs> the returns are the kind of the best of the bunch. The, the one I want to get information on rather than be able to give it is the weird one that you, you put in our notes. Mm. But we'll maybe come to that second because Asuka's really cool, isn't she? Like, if Asuka comes back tonight, that's just really cool. Everything dies in WWE within sort of two or three weeks, so it'll all be normalized soon enough. Like, as we predicted... Cody was going to be awesome and weird and exciting. And already it's feeling a bit more normal and just fine. And like, but it's when you can map it out, you don't feel any of the sense of disappointment. You get exactly what you arrive at for. We've already disagreed on one of the wacky raw segments from last week because I'm now out of like juice with one of them and you still got a bit more in you. Mm -hmm. Asker, like, I got, I'm buzzing for the next three weeks. Cannot wait. So excited to have her back. Do you think Asuka, if she does return,
1: is going to be involved in another return on Raw, which is the one that they've announced, which is Becky Lynch returning for the first time since she lost that Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania?
3: There's a thread they can pick up, yeah. certainly. And if Asuka and Becky Lynch had a big, major
2: match. Uh, Royal Rumble, when Becky had her as like the last opponent she needed to beat as the man.
3: Oh, that was only okay. Mm.
2: The, the one the year before was really great, when Asuka beat her. So they've done it. They had two Royal Rumble. It was in
3: the triple
1: threat as well, wasn't there? Was, was Flair involved that was in that? That was great as well, yeah. A lot of matches, yeah.
2: So if he, for like a whole year as the man, Becky was like, ask you I actually respect you. Everybody else. Ah, like uh, yeah. And then they were going to do with it Money in yeah. the Bank and Even all that. Even if they've not had previous, ask will have something to prove. I
3: think Becky Lynch's work's never been better in the ring. Let's caveat that straight away. So yeah, I'm excited for this. I do expect it to be the uh, destination, obviously, Bianca Belair's occupied with Sonia Deville. Uh, spoiler alert for a discussion point that Wilburne's really hoping goes three minutes for the sake of a mid-roll ad. It's going to go to an unfinished and they're going to run it back at the
1: pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I spoke to you about this earlier on in the office because I was just looking it up and obviously been out of the loop for a week or what, or what have you. And uh, it tells you how much in the loop you need to be. I went, oh. They're doing the title match tonight. And you immediately went, well, it's not going to go to a finish. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: It's WWE. That's what they do. Tonight will underscore, if nothing else, that the best means of getting over on WWE television is to not appear on WWE television. Because it's not as if uh, Asuka has come back. to, To be fair, we don't know what has explained her absence. We don't know if she's had some secret injury that's kept her under wraps or some, you know... Uh, Protocol or some kind of euphemism, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, I think I've read varying reports, many of which have all said variations of creative is nothing for her or whatever. It's not as if like she's had this time off and people have really missed her and all the rest of it, or you know, there's an explained absence, she's just kind of been there and they've not done anything with her, and she's going to come back as a star. And she's going to get received as a star. As Hamflot correctly points out, for about three weeks, then it'll feel a bit normal. (laughs) And she's going to probably get a megastar reaction. Oh, my God. There's someone I haven't seen put through the ringer of Churn for like three, four, five months. Mm. That means they are not dead in my eyes. I can pop for them and receive them as a star. And it's just another reason why they should do some kind of rotational cast. Yeah. When They can't really do it anymore. The roster's not big enough. Yes. (laughs) Because I've fired them all over the past two years. But when they had all of that talent, if they, again, just thought about things at all uh, in a long-term direction, if they did an AEW-adjacent rotational
2: cast policy, none of this would happen. Mm. Vincent Mann never really liked his guys cycling off. Did no, not particularly. <laughs> not particularly.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, but in terms of, and we sort of discussed this a bit earlier, in terms of uh, the perfect person to kind of... Potentially put the, put the final nail in the, the coffin of the man.
3: Big it's time a, Bex. Well, big time, Yeah, that's what man. I meant
1: to say. Yeah, big time Bex. It's ideal, isn't it? It's a springboard for Asuka. It justifies a, a, a sort of change within Becky Lynch. It could work perfectly, all this.
2: It's really great. And it's so great, in fact, that I worry that we're, like, dipping our toe too much into the realm of fantasy booking to even consider it. Yes, Asuka might is this return. Is 2001? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. all naked. Yes, Becky Lynch might return. Um, and both of those things, uh, even if they're not related to one another, should give us something to talk about and speculate on tomorrow because they're both stars. As Sidgwick says about Asuka, certainly she'll return feeling like a star. Becky Lynch is one. And this is more divisive discussion point than I think, but I think me and Sidric are on the same page at least. I think this is Becky Lynch's best consistent run ever. As a wrestler, in the, in the certainly. Room. Characters like, Not really worked for me, but it doesn't seem to have dented her aura as much as I think it has. Mm -hmm. Many people still seem to take her as an enormous deal. And I think, like, when we see her kind of morph back into the man, you're probably going to realise that not a lot's been lost. Certainly as a wrestler, I've loved watching her as a heel. And I think she's, like, evolved far more than she did as when she was a top-line babyface. So I'm kind of... This is an injection for Raw. It is. It might not last very long, but it is an injection of, like, star power on both ends. Putting them together... Is a bit too good to be true, I think. I don't want to dent your enthusiasm specifically, Will one, but it does just feel so perfectly aligned as a great way to bring Asuka back and see Becky off that I would expect. I could see them more likely doing a triple threat with Becky, Sonia, and Bianca than I could just having these two singles matches mm. like spilling a WrestleMania backlash. I'm not so sure that we don't get a finish to Bianca Belair and Sonia Deville tonight if only because they get to Belair and Lynch. WrestleMania Backlash and Deville was just a one-week opponent, just a first easy defence for Bianca Belair. There are already three rematches. Oh, yeah. And, like, this is... I don't want to watch That's that's not their concern, obviously. You have got
1: the potential for a really good stacked women's uh, matches at at WrestleMania Backlash. I love Flair Flair Ronda as an I-quit match. Like I said, we've seen a lot of it, obviously, but not as an I-quit match. I think that dynamic works really well. Uh... (laughs) Bianca Belair. You time
3: in Texas, didn't you? Where's mm. the usual tone?
1: Bianca Belair. Optimism,
3: what's, what's this? Bianca, Optimism for the future. Enjoying rematch. I, I said
1: I, I said I was going to give him a pass for a while. Just Bianca, wait,
3: wait until this time tomorrow.
1: Yeah, Bianca yeah. Belair. Bianca Belair. Sonya Deville. I think has the potential to do something. If the, but they the issue is like you said, they're going to burn through a lot of it tonight, and then just I don't know someone's going to hit someone else with a chair or something. How would that work? I'm trying to work out a way that. <laughs> Sonia Deville cheats, but Bianca Belair still loses in her hometown because that's you got to try oh, and fight in hometown as well. Yeah, uh, uh,
2: what,
3: what happened do? the last time she was in her hometown? Can you remember? No. I would never have remembered this at all until I was. My response was triggered by the fact that this is also happening in her hometown. Wasn't she presented like a key to the city by Kane or something? Yeah, and then. Someone ruined it, and she got her ass kicked in her hometown.
2: Yeah,
3: Becky Lynch, I think it was actually. There you go. What
2: um, do they do? So the she's, she's going to wear. So Kane, we're going to get Kane on Raw. Answer, answer to all these questions about women's wrestlers returning is Kane. I didn't get your thoughts
1: on the the women's title match. Do you, think, do you think it's going to go to a finish or no?
2: Uh, what I, a question! No, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a question, <laughs> should no. it? Yeah, it, it typically is now the case where you think, oh, is this going to be safe for television? or Is it going to be on the pay per view? And then it's both. So yeah, my gut feeling is even if we get a finish, we're still getting it rematch for the pay for view. Or yeah, Lynch interjects herself and she gets the singles match, or it just goes to a triple there. It's nothing I'm that interested in, regardless. Unfortunately, but this is look if this was if we were talking about an AEW show, we'd be saying out loud. Well, we know that the champion. I'm not talking women's or men's division to be honest. It's the same. The champion is going to win. It's that first defense. You get him over the hump. You get him over the line. But it being WWE, you can't even just say something as simple as that. If you were to just apply that to Anything WWE, can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. If you were just to apply that to WWE and just say, Sonya Deville is a first challenger, she loses because she's not a full-time wrestler. It's an easy sort of hurdle for Bianca Belair to effortlessly jump mm-hmm. across and then she's onto something more serious at WrestleMania Backlash. That'd be fine. That's how we would receive it in AEW. We wouldn't be over the moon to be covering it like that. It'd be, it'd be nice to think, oh, I wish I could pretend that the title was going to change hands. But yeah, they don't. Believe in finishes? Do they? So, like, it's it's much easier to speculate that it's going to be a non-finish than an actual first clean win for Bianca.
1: Or Sonjiville's lent on referees before. Let's not forget she's let's, not winning. No. Let's not
3: forget. Let's not remember. <laughs> I, don't even know. I can't remember any of this. I was surprised to pull bloody
2: Keno.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now let's talk about one of the most biggest surprises potentially heading into this this week's Raw, which is the the amazing news coming out today that despite everything, Mustafa Ali may still have a career in WWE. He has made no secret, quite rightly, that he wants to leave WWE. And yet, and he was telling me on the news this morning, he's still got years left on his contract. And I know there was uh, some sort of issue that was arguably the sort of straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to him deciding, that's it, I'm done. But now the noises seem to be coming out that he could be sticking around, could even be doing something on tonight's Raw.
3: I believe it when I see it. But, you know, you never say never. It's, it's hardly like Cody Jumping where it's like, oh, this is a huge shock, but it kind of reminds you what uh, its called wrestling is. This doesn't feel like that version of never say never. I'm all for Mustafa Ali having a role on Raw. I would not resent him in the least if no. he decided that he wants to come back given that he's presumably, he's not going to like lose to like, T-Bar or main event. He's coming in if he's doing anything at all to do something. I wouldn't resent him or think any less of him for not having this defiant outlook like they smooth things over well within his rights absolutely to do something like that. And there's two issues. One, every established precedent for what Mustafa Ali does always results in nothing. Therefore I would be a goldfish I was if I was to get excited about it. And two, he's going to do something with edge and everything like that automatically is bad. <laughs> automatically is bad. This edge stuff is absolutely horrendous. He actually had the goal last week to say something I just saw of him sitting in a chair. Is that, was that last week? Yeah, he sat in a chair and uh, priest was on his shoulder and all the rest of it. And he had the audacity to say, you know, I've, I've been in the brood all along. Don't forget I was in the brood. Do you know how bad the brood was? <laughs> well, boy, do you literally know how bad the brood was?
1: I, I, I remember. We I, I many... only come out
3: at night. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember that? Can you, remember that? Can you remember how the brood they were absolutely sh*t. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the brood were terrible, Gangrel, ah, oh, I can laugh at Edge. You know, he's uh, been a dick on an aeroplane. So I've heard he's a multi-millionaire. He's had this incredible run where he can get all the validation he wants elsewhere. Some of this ad- adulation was given to him by me at various stages of his career. He's had a success for life. He's bloody loved it. He's considered a legend by a lot of people, but. I can also take the piss out of him because his stuff is deeply pretentious and very silly indeed. Oh, I feel bad, grief, and gangrel. He's never had the success of an edge, never known as a great worker uh, or, or a great promo man <laughs> or anything else, realistically. He just seems like a top bloke, like a yeah, really nice, yeah. too nice for wrestling bloke. There's an infamous interview where Doc Hendricks is like, Right, what are you guys all about? Get over. And then Gangrel cuts his promo and the guy gets so lost. Says, I feel sorry for the air blood-sucking vampire. <laughs> and you're not meant to feel this. What I'm getting, and then Edge goes, we only come out at night and this idiot thinks so I'm like, yeah. I've got the black, cotton, white print t-shirt, Austin 316. It says, I just whooped your ass. Generation X. Suck so it. The brood. We only come out. At, now the creeps come out at night. I've got my t-shirt sorted here, boys. No one bought the t-shirt. They never even made the t-shirt. The brood absolutely sucked. And now Edge, for some reasons I cannot fathom, is sitting on Raw going, oh, so I was always in the brood. Should have expected this darkness
2: within me. I was in the brood.
3: Say, like, mate, why do you like the brood so much?
2: A lot of uh, court stuff last week, wasn't it? Scales of Justice and all that. So that's, gonna be that's the Grand Jury. The Grand Jury. Is that's that, what, the, uh, is that uh, what it is? I, I think the trademark right, yeah. grand, grand Jury, yeah. Great. Great. So if
3: Mustafa Ali, just to bring it all back, is in, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is in that group, then I really can't be bothered with it. Why is he saying things like, I was in the brood. I was in the ministry. It's like, that's what I sh- that's what I should have been doing this all 20 years when I was actually like <laughs> became a legendary WWE superstar. You should have stuck with the brood. No, you should never have gone back to the brood. You're literally doing the opposite of what got you over. He, you got over in spite of this <laughs> bollocks that you seem to be
2: back in love with. I what, re- you're an idiot. You're s- an idiot, mate. Still remember he had like brood adjacent edge face on his tights when he wasn't quite all the way over. And then as soon as he like the rated R Star character came to life and he just changed the tights up and he was like, oh, I'll just not be anything goth-based anymore. Like That was it. That was, the, that was the magic moment. It was like, oh yeah, people can actually relate to you. Finally. Now there was always that one little barrier between us. I, I just... I don't. I didn't realize that the Mustafa Ali comeback and this these two things were combined. I, didn't I think I've read is that, is that in the, like, the news cycle? Because yeah. I was thinking like, well, he's looking pretty jacked, and Vincent Mann respects people that hate him because he hates everybody. So in his mind, <laughs> those, those two things have always been intertwined. Like he only knows hatred, and that's like uh, that's his love language. I think <laughs> like, Mustafa, like Mustafa Ali's been like on him for months on Twitter. He's like, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. now. He, he thinks I'm worse than shit. Like it's just, it seems to have. Like, maybe if that, that to me makes sense as to why you might suddenly get an opportunity at long last, but the Edge deal mm. is not an opportunity. I will say this for this Edge, I said this at the time, so I don't think I'm coming across as a total hypocrite. This idea is better as a stable, even if I might subjectively think it's the lamest thing ever. And if there's one thing worse than evolution, it's goth evolution, right? <laughs> but I do I can sort of visualize it. Evolution. Making... Oh, nice! I can I can visualize Very evolution good. making sense as a stable on Raw far more than just Edge banging on every week about goth nonsense. Like it does work to me as a as a group, much like actually the House of Black compared to just Malachi on his own. Well, it's great, like the House of Black. Great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: Slash wrestling. Uh, well, speaking of which, I was going to ask you actually regarding uh, the Edge and a Christian group um, with him and Damian Priest. <laughs> you love that, and rightfully so. Um,
3: what does he love?
1: Uh, Edge and a Christian, I call them. Uh, Edge it's him and Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. It's good. He's done all right. Then. He's done all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you say, we've got we got Edge, Damian Priest, potentially as you say, Mustafa Ali. And then you've got others, you know, being linked with it. Tommaso Champa is another name I've heard, and one I was going to ask you about, Rhea Ripley, who of
2: course uh, likes metal. Yeah, <laughs> That's they, who of course <laughs> likes metal, so she's in the group. Right, Edge Christian should be called greatly better than some the of their parts. Like, it, uh, yeah, it some works. of the parts, is, no, the parts are better than some. Yeah, yeah it, it it works. Like I, this, one, I mean, I can I think about does it, it. Yeah, I think it does. You know, like people like people like enough of these people. And everybody drowns in WWE. Everybody. Everyone
3: claims to have got... Everybody drowns.
2: Like, <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of people like with their hands barely trying to stay above water as they just sink further and further and further below. And then because there's more of them in a group, think about the Shield, when they all went off separately, when there's more of them in a group, especially if you've got an edge that theoretically might be able to, to fight for his young goth kids, did mean priest all of like five years younger than him at 40 years old, whatever he is. It, it, I think they stand a chance. Uh, I, I, they're not going to be for me. Rhea Ripley... It's kind of cheesy as well. They're all pretty... All these people we're talking about are pretty cheesy. They certainly know how to embrace their cheesy side in an attempt to appeal to Vincent Van's sports entertainment kink. I think it will probably work. I think there will be afforded time and dominance, in inverted commas, on Raw, and I think it will probably work out just fine for them. Rhea Ripley especially, because she needs... Clearly, there is so much evidence there now to suggest that she probably needs somebody to fight for her on this show when she hasn't been able to do so for herself thus far.
3: I would respectfully disagree based on the fact that this group is being formed on the fallacy that because Edge did a brood bath deal about a year ago, people go, huh, like, yeah, brood.
2: He's gone like, yeah, yeah, we did rule. It cost Gangrel like an AW pin as I well, just to build on your point about Absolutely, being like the yeah. unlucky
3: elf of the Attitude Era. <laughs> but like, it's premised on the fallacy that the brood were good and the brood were never over. I was there. I loved Gangrel, but like, come
2: on, I was 13 years old; and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they were over in arenas, and yeah. then they disbanded, and then they got over. Ministry sucked as well. I want to take a cut up a pig farmer, and it was like Whoa. it's
3: just the weirdest, dumbest thing. I know I've, uh,
2: we've got the mid roll out; it's all good. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing ever
3: because like the, 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 the modern, the way to get over in modern wrestling is to be in WWE, right? Carve a path. Outside of it and like claim that you're never gonna back, gonna go back, Cody, I'm never gonna go. That's how bad it is, how, how rotten it is. I'm never gonna go. I'm Kenny Omega, I'm Young Bucks, I'm blazing my own trail. I'm Cody, I'm away from the machine, gonna do a revolution and I'm away from it all. And then John Moxley, I oh was crap, Steve Ambrose. Look at me, I'm John Moxley. Rusev, I was crap, I'm gonna be Miro. Edge is like, yeah. Worst I was in WWE, <laughs> WWE again. He's doing the opposite of how to get over. And for those reasons, that's why the grand jury are going to fail. It is. Don't do a pasty bed.
2: Will, well, will have, the grand how jury do we measure
3: their success and failure? Well, I'll be, be good. I don't. What do I not like? I didn't like monologue Roman Reigns, right? I thought it was absolutely dire exposition for idiots, okay? <laughs> but I acknowledge eh, that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I liked him. That, that was I, I, he is. He's like my least favorite rest of all time now, but I really liked an original Roman Reigns. Will Bond's got his finger in the air. But yeah, because he's a moron.
3: Either <laughs> <Only> was. <ones. laughs> I'm gonna smash you. <laughs> I didn't take the amount of abuse I took in the first quarter of 2021 to not acknowledge that Roman Reigns had a big audience. Mm-hmm. If it's something like that, where it's literally undeniable, eh, not for me, but a lot of
2: people are giving us grief for saying it sucks when it did. You can have a pasty. I'd, I'd never win that pasty because nobody cares about out anymore. I don't even think you'd get the Roman Reigns grief anymore. I don't know I, people don't know. I about Rampage? What's Fans. happening? No one cares about anything. Fans have, Vibes gone back in, everywhere. have gone back in buildings in WWE. And what little energy they've got for anything gets expended there. Mm. there, well, there I made a joke about
1: uh, Christian having a blue dot on his face and Edge having blue lighting. And I'll be honest, I've only graduated since did then. So well, just, people know,
2: still care. So maybe then. Maybe that is the evidence for that people have still got. You know, a bit of a dog in the yeah, front. They're all idiots. no one got the joke, but still. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it two months. Two months. See, I would have said, like an old measure would be, oh, like, maybe one of them won a singles title. That's almost, like, detrimental now, isn't it? That would be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, right, I'll give you the pasty, Sidric. You, you're right, Ray Ripley's a woman champion. They've lost. <laughs> <laughs> she's to win. she gets the belt.
3: <laughs>
1: did, did I? I'm not sure if I just saw this on Twitter and it was a random thing or not. On Raw last week, was AJ Styles getting interviewed and then lightning happened backstage? Was that a thing?
3: You not seen the finish.
1: No. Oh no! I saw the the one with the one with the light. Oh, I didn't watch one last week. Okay. I was I was off on the Tuesday, oh, so, course, I, yeah. so I, didn't, I didn't have to. I saw something where he's getting interviewed backstage and in just in the locker room, and then the lights go, like lightning happens. Yeah, probably, greatly, yeah.
2: greatly, greatly lightning. <laughs> They can control stuff. They can teleport. I tell you what, let's move on.
1: This is something you don't like talking about. So instead, let's let's talk about something you do. Randy Orton uh, is celebrating his 20th anniversary on tonight's show. What's some of your favorite moments from (laughs) your career? (laughs)
3: Um, Randy Orton, and this is no word of a lie, right? I am not lying here. This is not hyperbole. This is not snark. Randy Orton enjoyed his career highlight 18 years ago. Literally, the best thing he'll ever do in his entire career happened 18 years ago. Randy Orton's talk about the McFarley backlash, yeah, of course, of course. Randy Orton's entire career has coincided with WWE's decline in popularity in households. I'm not saying it's his fault, (laughs) but it's quite the quinky dink. It's not a celebration. It's not. Sometimes he's got like a buzz cut. Sometimes you shave the whole lot off, big head Sometimes uh, what's, uh, what's it called, short back and naughty? Where it's like. <laughs> With <laughs> the back of your hair the sides shaved. It's just like that number oh, eight that. on top. Made my, my, from, my, my one one made from my first job. <laughs> came in with a haircut. He's one of those guys. He's getting like done like, every month because like, oh my God, it's getting to like, number three on the sides now. The grade razor. I oh, you got your hair pa- <laughs> haircut bonzi. He's like, ah, short back and naughty. He <laughs> said, <laughs> a short back and naughty. He's shaved head. It's number two grade. Um, Sonny's wears uh, red trunks on black, sometimes there's a bit of gold on black, sometimes I'll go with blue. Go with blue. Uh, and uh I've been bored for about nineteen
2: years and six months. WWE throwing up like a. Uh, Dream Triple Threat, Legend versus Legend Killer versus Aper. and It's just that Spider-Man ring where there's tons of them. There's like about 3,000 by that NYPD
1: like the oh, themselves. you the even <laughs> that's, that's what they
2: said. That WWE on BT
1: Sport tweeted that... Uh, and there's nothing in them but <laughs> <laughs> WWE and BT Sport tweeted, who would win Legend or Legend Killer? And I tweeted... Yeah, Legend oh, Killer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I tweet. I tweet. Oh my god, he's going to RKO himself. <laughs> so that's my prediction for tonight, basically. I've been all the legend. Find,
3: find that tweet because I have to tweet. That's going to get numbers.
2: <laughs> I want him. All uh, right, talk for three minutes. I'm finding this. I want him to relive like one of the three great moments in his career. Right? But goes in Triple H's face, battering Mick Foley would be cruel. We'll probably get the hot tag next week, so I don't need that. So it only leaves us with. Kicking Vince McMahon as hard as he can in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it at WrestleMania and I did not get it. Yeah. So let's have that instead. Like, you know when there's like a Raw reunion and they show loads of old clips of Raw? What is going to happen if they want to do Randy Orton clips? Like those three and then what? This is a three-hour show. Mm. Um, that's question. Like, earnest question. That time he uh, injured himself doing his own pose. That could be a clip.
1: Yeah, when he's punching the... against, against Edge? Yeah.
2: Um, footage from the DVD that, that came out in about 2008-ish, where they were pretending he was mature, but he was still kind of an asshole. And Triple H was saying Randy was kind of an asshole. And then got <laughs> to footage of him at an autograph signing where some kids been like, "Hey, Randy, grab a mic." He's like, "I'm kind of an asshole. Ask your dad like that." <laughs> What? What yeah. is
1: that great shot of him? I, I wasn't a fan of the thing. I think I know where you're going. Do you, know, do you remember when he had uh, whatever it was called, the disorder, where he was like, oh, I can't yeah, yeah. control how, how angry I am. And there's a shot of him, and I don't know how he managed to do it, but he's, he's so bloody frowny that his, his forehead has sort of blocked the light out from his eyes. And then any time a camera flash goes up, you can see his eyes. That's one of my very few. Oh, that was a good thing. Oh, no, it's all terrible. What about? What about well, what about on the 20th, 20th anniversary celebration, the multiple women who've played Randy Orton's wife do yeah. <laughs> <two> different <laughs> talking in. heads? Well, when me and Randy were together, Triple H invaded our house. When me and Randy were together, this happened.
2: Legit actual pop there from Randy Orton, that thing they did the rounds a few years ago where like he was asked to like talk about Triple H's theme and he just went on the microphone and went for <laughs> <laughs> <But> absolutely <laughs> and <laughs> uncomfortable amount of time. Lemmy rules. <laughs> 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 I mean, he was kind of an asshole. That's what I put Batista over him and I absolutely killed him.
1: What if Riddle tonight shakes for his hand? I
2: killed him for years what
1: and years. Riddle tonight shakes his hand? And ran years. And he's like, oh, what, what, <laughs> under the tutelage Richard years? Fleer. What, what's this? In my I was reading, just reading
3: about how you got over initially.
1: <laughs> you were
2: talking about that like, sticky icky. I thought there was something else. Is that right? <laughs> Remember when... Um, you know, like when they were when you Randy know Jordan Orton had
3: a few with John Cena lasted two years.
2: <laughs> triple, triple H, yeah. I saw
1: that thing over the over the weekend where because someone tweeted out, you know a lot of people were tweeting lovely stuff about Randy and, and they just there was that thing where it was like, here's an image from this pay per view where they face each other, and this pay per view where they face each other, and this, and this and this and Raw and Raw and Raw, and like some of them were like, last chance or like <laughs> <laughs> the last time you'll see these
3: two together, and then they had the cheek to be like.
1: WrestleMania, one more time! My
3: favourite Randy Orton moment ever. A 2010 Royal Rumble, I believe. There's some activity in the ring. One by one, in stereo, Cena and Orton are just dropping people left and right with their signature moves. And they're all lying down. And there's a while for the clock. And slowly, <laughs> Randy Orton and John Cena turn around and stare at each other. Both the their heads to the side, that one? And they both look at the WrestleMania side. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> like literally everyone's like, oh I'm, no.
2: I love it, man.
1: Yeah, I always that, it. I was, if I was gonna make a top ten list of like Sidrick's favourite WWE moments, like sadistically, that's up there and they were. The and, uh, and the Triple H. I think I'm going to retire now, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it SummerSlam, was it? When SummerSlam he 2012. Best arm, moment yeah. of my life. That like <laughs> best. <moment laughs> <of> my life. <laughs> uh,
2: like, uh, that one sticks with me, that, uh, that Orton Cena one. Because, like, 20 years earlier, to the very event, Hogan and Warrior did it for real. I was like, I'm into this forever yes and then like those two <laughs> of you are like I'm like out with this forever <laughs> and I probably should have done no like the Randy Orton, again back to Randy Orton and Triple H intrinsic link those like guys career rivals They, people were talking about Triple H when he retired when he left his boots in the ring brother brother about the last match he ever had which of course was that Saudi Arabian match where he finally put Randy Orton, Randy Orton over there They were calling it like the last time they'd ever meet or something like that it was really boring it was always really boring um oh, it was so boring <laughs> but it wasn't Triple H's last match like WWE historians Forgot the real last match? Do you remember when like they were like they were, they were panicking about the pandemic ratings and they made him work in a t shirt and then his sledgehammer went on fire and he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, um, why that. was he in a t shirt? Because uh, this isn't a match written, no, that, uh, that's, yeah, why. Is that's obviously why. I was like, that's obviously why. I want a match against you, Hunter. And I was like, mm-hmm. no. Uh, He's like, no, oh, because uh, I bet your wife's got your balls, balls in a purse. Balls in a purse. And she was like, nobody says that about the game's balls. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he put his motorhead t-shirt on, then his sledgehammer went on fire. I miss the fiend. I, I really miss, miss, I the, miss fiend. the fiend, man. We'll fiend he was support. the one guy that made sense in this product. The Maybe fiend. our
1: five-star review review
3: should be something Randy Orton related
2: to Yes, Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, like, I'll see what we can dig
3: out. What if it is a... Uh, Pay-per-view match that Flats the sea three and a quarter stands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll see if I can find one. I'll have a look around. Um, We got a new United States champion, Hamlet Theory, as he's
2: now known. Eartdown down. I'm <laughs> in his name anymore.
1: What do you reckon? Big things anticipated for him now. The reports talking about you know Vince McMahon seeing him as the next Cena and what have you, and the the big weird celebration last week.
2: I like that. I genuinely enjoyed. These dickhead heels, like there's an old school quality yeah. to these these pricks all coming together and thinking this ill gotten gain was actually great. Like that's how heels should be. There should be these, like especially in like cartoon WWE, which is what this is more cartoonish than the new generation ever was. But these are uh, like idiot. Villains at this point that just run around trying to get in a bother and cause trouble, and then they don't because they're all terrified of their ancient boss. And then the ancient boss himself appears in the ramp, and he kind of acknowledges that this is all really sad. I quite liked it. There was a there was a charm to it, and you know, this is theory's reward run, isn't it, for that WrestleMania stuff? And I why not? Like it's it's probably he's, he's got the belt, so it's all downhill from here. I don't mean that cynically, mm-hmm. but like with maybe his little anointment last week was probably the best it's going to get for him. I did like the clip of him at a
1: house show, just going up to a small child dressed as John Cena and saying, "This is why I'm better than him." Bye. And this kid just not knowing, like not being quite old enough to be like, "Oh, boo!" Just being like, "That's oh, my day ruined." I wonder there. if the kid
2: maybe then turned to his parent and asked the question, "If he's better than the guy whose merch I'm wearing, why were they selling all the merch at the stand five minutes ago?" <laughs> the guy like, "Why were they doing the thing with the camera?" It's like a half standard John Cena merchandise. at Any WWE show you go to, even in 2022, and you're like. Where's all the stuff for your current stars? Who? I'm got any sell <laughs> John Cena merch. The only thing I can
3: think about, on well, your point of Austin Theory is you've got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, MGF, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Young Bucks, Keith Lee, just endless, endless amount of stars. Oh, Austin Theory is uh, the way forward in WWE. That company is so lucky that it exists this is for longer than the other one. That's all I'll say.
2: Theory as well. Theory. It's not a great name, is it? I know, like. I, theory I'm, and Braun
3: Breaker versus everything AEW's done. That company is a synonym of wrestling. Whenever people are like wrestling or like WWE, they are so lucky that everyone else before AEW was hilariously incompetent and couldn't challenge them. And they've got this f- stranglehold over the industry because
2: they would be getting it clowned if it wasn't for the fact that they were good for so long. Or so at least. Is visible for soul. Yeah. To a mate of mine at the weekend, I was trying to. Who hasn't watched wrestling in forever? And I was trying to. Uh, all I wanted to explain to him was the premise, and this bit didn't take very long. Of Tony D'Angelo, so I could talk about the funny voices. That was it. Right, that was Tony all it was. Tony D for that. Hey, making
3: a cameo on a
2: Monday, eh? Like, you know, like if
3: I was mentioned Tony D on
2: Wednesday, shall we talk about Tony D? <laughs> <laughs> Have a bit of a laugh about Tony D's voice, and I uh, I talked about E Bourne, doing the. Uh, yeah, schmuck out of here! There's people did doing thank you, Champa. But that I, I realised by then, I was like, oh God, I'm gonna have to say the words. Have you ever heard of Tommaso Champa? Of course he had. Yeah, caught and it that was it. It killed it. Killed the fun of the Tony D voice. It was like, of course he hasn't heard of Tommaso Champa. And that's not to victimise Tommaso Champa. That is just that you could reel off these names of these people that to I know, like we talk about the casual fan being a bit of a myth, but the laps fan is not. The laps fan is just looking for people to gravitate towards to come back, and there is an endless queue of people in this company that will never, ever, ever bring those laps fans back. And theory is one, and Bron Breaker is another, and Tommaso Champa, with all of his legacy to us, is non-existent to anybody else. And it's just, it's like it's this isn't particularly on theory, but he's as he's today's representative mm. of the Malays. It could be somebody else this time tomorrow when we're doing the review. Well, one thing that could bring them
1: back
3: is the arm wrestling contest tonight, this the guys. Last, this the last bullet point. Yeah.
1: Good. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. This is going to do numbers on WWE's YouTube channel at the bare minimum, because they always do huge numbers. These mad tests of strength between massive lads, basically. I mean, this presumably is just a means to an end for a WrestleMania backlash match with the whole of the MVP stuff.
2: Can I wait for this? Cannot wait for this. Don't need another match between them. Got everything I needed out the WrestleMania 1. And even that wasn't that great, to be honest. Omos just really is not it for the time being. NXT 2.0 would be perfect for Omos. Why? He's not going to develop. I know, he doesn't need to. He just looked massive. Yeah. He's really, really big, is he? Like, especially in that, like, tiny building. He probably hits on the roof. But, like, I just, I want to watch arm wrestling more than I want to watch actual wrestling between these two. And what was clear to me in the last couple of weeks, and to be fair, maybe this is the setup. It's completely arse backwards, but maybe this is the setup. I think they actually have something, and by something, I mean one match on one premium live event in Lashley versus MVP. Mm. It feels to me like people actually want to watch that, and why would they not? MVP means something to a section of the fan base. Bobby Lashley kind of has been made as a star. That match has got some delaying appeal while you keep Lashley out of, say, Roman Reigns' way or whatever you know. While you inevitably get to that match down the road. So yeah, I think all of this is the all of this is the Scott Steiner Triple H posturing and stuff before not a Lashley-Omos match, but a Lashley-MVP one? <sighs> Aye. <laughs> Triple H retired by putting his boots in the ring. Does that mean he can never have arm wrestling with glass matches? Because he had one of them, great Carly, and that's done about 60 million views on YouTube. <laughs> because Because re- as you say, arm wrestling matches are numbers. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead. If that could be the test. Just how disconnected is WWE from pop culture? If this doesn't do numbers from the thumbnail alone, they've lost even their most lapsed fans because mm. they still click those things. I love them. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on
1: Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said, and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. i uh, got the SmackDown review and the Rampage review available from earlier on today. And if you subscribe, our review of Monday Night Raw, complete with a five-star review review, which you can suggest by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes uh, will drop into your feed as soon as it is released tomorrow. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dally Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we
3: will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a
2: reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So,
0: what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best
3: converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time